Now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, Welcome to the Leamington United Mennonite Church Sunday Morning Message Podcast. For more information about Leamington United Mennonite Church, please visit our website at www.lumc.ca. One day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Still the greatest treasure remains for those who glad you choose you Just as a time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come, just as you are to One day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Still be the treasure we make for the most. Who glad we choose you now. Now is the time to worship. Well, good morning to the adults. I will not ask you what you all like to do together. I could ask you if you all like to drink coffee, but then I know there will be the odd tea drinker, and then between the tea drinkers there will be the green tea drinker, and on and on it goes. But I'm sure there is something that we would find that all of us enjoy together. You know, when Mike asked me, I thought it is interesting that of all the people he could have asked, he asked a woman to speak on the topic of speaking in the church, of preaching the word of God. You probably don't know this, but when I started in ministry, which is nearly a few decades ago, and in the churches that I started at, it was still a little bit controversial, just a little bit, just from time to time, and sometimes a little more. But I guess you didn't ask me to preach on the topic if women are supposed to preach, or how it is for women to be preaching and standing in front of a bunch of people, and those might be very interesting topics for another day. Either way, I want to thank you for the invitation and the trust of letting me speak in your congregation 
also nearly once a month in the German service, at times in English, and to your children as well. Thank you for that. So there are many books written on this topic. How to preach, how to prepare a sermon, how to get ready for a sermon, what kind of approach and direction and preaching in, you know, with four titles and for this or for that, having a topic, having a theme, and I think that would be just a fantastic topic to put you all to sleep. Setting all that aside and not speaking on the prep of a sermon, let me lay out a little bit how we who are doing this might be coming to this point. Many of us who are preaching did not necessarily seek it out. It wasn't something that suddenly on a Sunday morning popped into our heads and, oh, let's stand behind this pulpit and start preaching. Even very good preachers needed practice. Even great leaders, think about Moses, was actually hesitant when it was his turn to speak. He was not so sure about it. He was actually pretty good in finding ways to say, well, God, you know, maybe you should consider. And then he did end up doing it. Jonah might have been a very drastic example of really, I mean, really avoiding the whole preaching thing. For most of us, it is like this. We are not asked if we want to preach. I think we feel called to preach. We feel we are called to share the good news. We feel we cannot keep quiet about it. And there are people in the congregation, people also in that wider Christian environment that we might move in, who see something in us, who start to plant a seed slowly, and then that seed keeps growing and growing over the years. We're called from God, but also from within the church. And so we cannot keep quiet about it. We cannot keep quiet about the word, the word that became flesh in Christ. We are not called to stay above a thousand meters in the caves and hunker down, but to be brave and to step out. Now that is easier said than done from our perspective. Our own church history is filled with examples of faithful preachers who stepped out, stepped up, and did not hold back. At times, it didn't get them very far. Many found their end through torture, fire, execution. They lost limbs and tongues, rendering them unable to speak. If we think about it, just in fairly recent history, we know of the Mesareta Christus Church in Ethiopia. It went underground at a certain point. But while it was underground, it kept the word alive. It kept preaching. And then once it emerged again, it had considerably grown in size, in spiritual strength. And beyond that, it kept growing. The word of God has a way of making itself heard, also 
and especially during times of adversity. So why preach? Because those of us who do are stepping into a lineage of speakers and preachers as old as the Bible. God is a God who speaks. The prophets were called out by God to go and preach, opening often with those lines of, thus says the Lord. Moses used the same words when he stood in front of the Pharaoh, granted. I think if I would use it, you would all kind of start to snicker. If I would say, thus says the Lord, and this is how we're going to do the potluck from now on, yeah, I don't think that would go over really well. So while modern-day preachers no longer use that approach to open their sermon, nonetheless, God is still a God that speaks, and therefore, we have something to say. We preach because we serve God, and we serve the people. Matthew's Gospel ends with the sending words of, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. How can we do that if we miss the point of preaching? Now you can say it doesn't say preaching, it says teaching. But in the end, what do we do here? We teach, we learn together. During the children's story, I made reference that God gifted different people in different ways to spread good news. They were all there to share good news, to say God's word, to bring it out there into the communities that they were part of. They were all a little bit different, all these people. But in the end, they did what they were called to do, to build a church, to bring it to the point of establishing that church, and then to keep that church thriving, to keep it going. So we are gathered here today. We are here because we are this church, the same body out of which people are called out of to preach and to gather to listen. To some ways, we are a funny bunch that we do that every Sunday morning. When I shared at home that I am preaching on why preach, Yannick's suggestion was just make a podcast and we can listen to it whenever and wherever we want. Well, that would solve a lot of our problems, wouldn't it? Zach already said, as we met in the Natex, that maybe it would you know, bring some more revenue into the church. Well, let me put my own ponderings to it, which I think were more in the sense of what Yannick meant. A, we don't have to get up early in the morning to get here. B, we don't need to brush our teeth. C, look B, no brushing teeth. We can listen to the podcast and have a coffee at the same time while still not having to think about B. Now, we could bring coffee to the worship service to circumvent D. We can come to hear someone preach because there is more going on when we come together than a podcast. I go with F and maybe E, bring a coffee.
if you need it. The idea that preaching or listening or learning has fallen out of style is not true. If anything, I think it is more in vogue than ever. While some of us maybe still are, you know, going with the old familiar movie celebrities and stars like Shirley Temple, there's a whole new market out there of YouTubers, V-bloggers, bloggers, and online personalities. My mother actually, uh, this summer, when I would ask her, what did Yannick do? She said, oh, he was listening to the Quatsch Tüte. So those of you who are German, really German, know that a Quatschtüte is somebody that just constantly talks, non-stop talks. And Yannick likes a certain blogger that constantly talks, non-stop talks. Ever heard of TED Talks? The idea behind TED Talks is that it has never been easier to be a continuous learner. Never been easier to absorb, study, and expose yourselves to ever new insights, knowledge, and greater understanding. So why stop while you're going about your daily activities? Why stop while you're cooking? Why stop while you're going jogging? Why stop while you're driving? You keep on learning and TED Talks deliver, it says. They are short segments of learning and of opinions. Some of them are short, some of them are longer. They are done on a certain way and exactly that way so that whatever you are doing, you will find a TED Talk in the time that it would take you to fulfill your task. You can listen to several TED Talks, one after the next, or just one longer one. Whatever you are doing, you can learn. Either way, my point is, listening to someone speak is not out of style yet. It might actually be more than ever the format that has changed. That we prefer to do it on our own time, in our own environment if we listen to somebody. And most importantly, we want to choose what we are being told and who is telling it to us. Now this church is different than any other church. You have never ever heard of a fellow church member who doesn't come to church because their favorite preacher isn't speaking, right? This doesn't happen here. Or that gets up and walks out when their preacher of non-choice gets up to speak. I've seen it happen. Let's assume we go with the assumption that listening to someone speak is still done in our postmodern world. And while we might be on the brink of having a total virtual worship experience, why still preach? And maybe you're still wondering why you might want to uphold an ancient tradition. I think preaching is part of our Mennonite tradition. But beyond that, it is part of the church's tradition. As we preach, as we gather for preaching, to listen, to worship with one another, we align ourselves with other churches, even and if we differ in our theological understanding. 
we become greater than the number of our own little body that is gathered here. When we gather, we listen, and something powerful happens. Think about it this way. Do you like live concerts? Or do you prefer a bad recording played back on a mediocre device? What's your preference? Seeing a live performance or having it canned? Podcast would be canned in this time. If you think about it, people still love to gather for certain event, events. I mean, just, just think about it. It's October. The leaves are playing. Fans are still gathering to watch the leaves. Right? They're paying good money for those tickets. This just shows that I just moved to Canada. But I don't understand how people can be so enthused with a hockey team that always loses. <laughs> you still go. You know what's going to happen. So, granted, the show is good. And that might be why you are going. Similar with concert tickets. My then boyfriend took me to a concert in Toronto. He paid for the ticket. When I saw the ticket price for the concert, granted, we were in like the eighth row in the Rogers Center. It was so loud that he gave me earplugs so I wouldn't be deaf at the end of the concert. Where is the sense in being so close to the stage that you need earplugs so you don't go out deaf? When I saw the ticket, I thought, he has a problem. But I still married the man, so there you go. <laughs> it was a good show. So here we are to hear the word of God. God is central. But Jesus Christ is the fullest revelation of God. And that is what we're doing here. Jesus fulfills the Old Testament and it becomes the norm for all our doing. And so we come together to elevate the word of God. Nowhere else do we become as aware of it than when we enter a sacred space. As we enter a sacred space, what do we see? Now, in my teenage years, I was submitted, delighted, encouraged, and all kinds of other words as a teenager to visit lots and lots of cathedrals. I think now I have a better appreciation for them than as a teenager. But envision yourself walking into a cathedral. As you walk in, you will quickly become aware that already the doors are several times the height of yourself. You probably wouldn't be able to even open or close those doors yourself. And as you walk in, you see the columns going up on either side. You see the altar in the front and the soaring windows behind it, pointing up towards heaven. Your eyes will be lifted from the place where communion is celebrated to the heights where our help comes from. 
And there are times when we need exactly this, where we need to see that our gaze has been lifted up, pulled away from earth and up towards heaven. Now, when I enter this space, I would say we are invited to feel grounded. The popol is a focal point at the front, a solid reminder of the word which became flesh and dwells among us. Christ is here. We are not invited to take off, but we are invited to stay put. In our preaching, we reflect this mentality. We are invited to build God's kingdom here today and among us, with God's word among us, Christ as the focal point in it. Stripped away from many distractions, figurines and fanciful windows and other ornaments, our Mennonite churches, and not just this Mennonite church, do not allow much else than to concentrate on the word and on the community it builds. Now, if you look around in your own space, so you are, you're allowed to look around, like move your head. You're not even sitting in straight up rows. Did you notice that? You are sitting in a somewhat a semi-circle. And because of the way that you're sitting, you're becoming even more aware of who is here and who is not. So our theological understanding has shaped also the architecture of how we come together to worship and hear God's word. The interior design of this sanctuary shapes and teaches us each time we enter into this space. While you come to hear the word of God, you are also beckoned to recognize the reality that the word lives and dwells among us. And it dwells among you as you are connected, building a semicircle with one another. You are the people in whose life God is present. And while it might be easier, cleaner, and simpler if we could just come here and leave, the word is not the only thing that is preaching to you this morning. This space is inviting you as well. This space is preaching to you and invites you to not be cleaning up your garage while you're listening to a podcast, to not be folding laundry, to not be doing dishes, cooking, or prepping lunches for the next school, looking after your kids or pay your bill online, or a myriad of other things you could be doing while there is a podcast running on your headphones. This space invites you to dwell, if even for a short while, it invites you to dwell in community as well with other people. Think about it. Let it sink in. Granted, maybe by now you're so bored of the person that is standing in the front that your mind is wandering. But hey, I hope that the space itself is still speaking to you. We also preach because we learn together. We don't learn just on our own. It's called equipping for ministry. 
We learn to create that full cycle of making disciples, baptizing and teaching, of calling out to ministry one another again and again. The making disciples part only works if we know how to speak of Christ. The baptizing part, under ideal circumstances, is celebrated within this Christian community. And afterwards, the teaching continues. It is ongoing. I can be the best speaker ever, but I will never be as good as each and all of us together, especially when it comes to sharing the good news with all. Because all of you together, we multiply and we reach so many more people than one single person could ever reach. We preach because we care. We care about the word of God, but the word has to become a living word among us. It has to dwell in our midst. Some of us who are standing up here would consider themselves as maybe not the best candidates for preaching, but the love we have for God's word outweighs other hindrance we feel, which would normally keep us from speaking up. God's word has transformative power. It can give an ordinary person the power to speak. It pulls people together and forms community. And by doing so, it speaks against cultural norms. As we listen, we start to embody Christ. So go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Amen. If you have questions or comments about the previous recording, please send us an email to lumc@live.com. If you would like more information about Leamington United Mennonite Church, please visit our website at www.lumc.ca. Amen.